Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Welcome back to another Vader comic. Today we're going to be covering issue number 10. And last week we covered issue number 9 and all the subsequent issues. If you haven't watched them all, you might be a little lost. So you can go to my Vader canon comic playlist, which has everything in sequential order for you. I'll also link the playlist down below. But without further ado, let's jump right into things. Into the Fire, Part 5, The Red Horror. Darth Vader survives. The Emperor brutally punished Vader for his actions, stranding him on Mus Mustafar. Vader rebuilt his body, battled the assassin Ochi and his droid mercenaries and survived the Eye of the Webbish Bog. Now Vader has his next objective. The planet Exegol, and nothing will stand in the way of the Dark Lord discovering the Emperor's true plan for the galaxy. As Vader arrives at the massive beast, he is dwarfed by the immense size of this galactic creature. As Ochi cowers in fear, Vader pursues on and says the only way to find the Emperor's secrets is past this beast, when, of course, behind him, the Empire shows up. Three Star Destroyers fire upon him. And it's pretty cool because Vader's an Anakin Starfighter here at this point. So it's kind of like you're blending two worlds with one. It's like on one hand, he wants to kill Anakin Skywalker and says, you know, he is no more. But on the other hand, he's flying his ship and flying just like him. As the Umbaran watches from above and fires a rain of blasters upon him, she says the Emperor has sent her to complete this mission, the one that Ochi has failed, where Vader of course tells her that she's failed, and just zips past them and dodges everything that they throw at him. His force reflexes are way too powerful for them, he can anticipate their attacks before they even fire, just at their mere thought, at their energy. As the Umbaran orders TIE fighters upon Vader, he makes quick work of them, dashing, weaving, dodging, going in between, and firing upon them very easily. It's almost like Anakin is back in the pilot seat once again. Now this is pod racing. Heck, he even does a few spins. Vader turns the entire space area into a collision of fire and explosions at times, as his green blaster fire just pelts through literally everything. The Force is his ally now. Congratulations, Lord Vader. You've destroyed six ties. Uh, seven. No, eight. Sorry, eleven, actually. You have hundreds of fighters, Admiral. Perhaps you should find the courage to unleash them. As hundreds of TIE fighters are unleashed on Vader, Vader realizes that he needs to go the other way. So he heads towards what is called the Endgame, the subspecies of the Summa Verminoth, the galaxy's greatest predator. Now the thing with this creature is that while it's so huge, its attacks transcend the merely physical, as they say. So when you beat it physically or get around it, it actually starts to play head games with you. As Vader passes through him, he starts to get these weird hallucinations from the nebula. And this is all part of the Summa Verminoth's game. Coughing on the red smoke, Vader sees Obi-Wan standing before him. If you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Where Vader strikes him down in his own mind and says, I am beyond all this now. You cannot distract me with the Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. And then, of course, he sees the famous battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. It's over, Anakin! Eye of the high ground! You underestimate my power! As Vader gets these constant flashbacks of him versus Obi-Wan, or Anakin versus Obi-Wan, and then himself versus his son, things start to change up a little. First, we see him take his son's hand, and then we see Obi-Wan takes Anakin's limbs, just as it happened. But then, Obi-Wan is replaced with Luke, and he says, I loved you. And then, Luke is replacing Vader in the same situation that just happened in The Empire Strikes Back. And he says there is no escape. Now Vader is helpless. Now Vader looks at his hand and sees that it's not there, just a stump. 
telling Luke that he is his father, telling him that he can destroy the Emperor, that he has foreseen this, it is his destiny. Join me, and together we can... And that's when Luke strikes his father down in anger and destroys him. Vader lays there motionless as his own lightsaber is thrust within his heart. Seeing the Emperor and Luke, he knows what is just about to happen. Luke now takes his father's place at the Emperor's side. Good. It is your destiny. Vader spins out of control towards Exegol when he crash lands and leaves his ship, only to find himself face to face with the beast once again. I do not fear death. It is simply not an option. Many have made such promises. They hope to fill me with fear, but fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to power. Now at first when I saw this, I thought Vader was force choking the beast. But then I realized in this image here, Vader's actually atop the beast, and it looks like he's riding it. Now this was a power that Anakin Skywalker used in Star Wars Episode 2, The Attack of the Clones. This is called Beast Control, and we saw him do this to the Reek in the Genosian arena. So it's clear that Vader is Anakin. I mean, the guy is using the exact same powers as Anakin to his disposal. He's doing whatever he can to win. But at the end of the day, he wants Anakin to die. He wants to separate himself as much as he can from Skywalker, but at the end, he never really fully can because of his tie to Padme. I mean, even here we get little hints and Easter egg kind of things here where he's flying Anakin's Jedi Actus ETA 2, and now using Beast Control, which of course anyone can use, but this is a power that was akin to Anakin in Episode 2, so it's interesting to see him use it again. Now, the problem is that the Emperor said that he must not use the Force because that would be considered cheating. So I wonder if the Emperor is going to be even more angry with him now for using such an ability. As he climbs atop the massive beast, he says, So now, let the Emperor fear me. And we see the Sith chamber thing that we saw in Episode 9, where it will be continued in the next issue, where he actually goes inside. So that's what we've all been waiting for, and I can't wait to actually see what happens in there. So let me know what you think Vader finds in there. I hope you enjoyed this comic issue and me explaining it and bringing it to life a little bit. Please leave a like if you did enjoy it, and check out the other issues if you haven't. And all of the other Vader comics that have covered and explained and brought to life and voice acted, there are tons of others. The Legends ones are the best ones in my opinion, the ones by Dark Horse. Vader and the Ghost Prison is probably my favorite comic of all time. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll catch you in a little bit. Until the next episode, remember, the Force will be with you. Always. In the Legends comic Darth Vader and the Ghost Prison, we follow the narration and log of Lieutenant Tom, an enlistee of the Empire who served Palpatine and later moved high up in the ranks. Our story covers his mission to save Palpatine as he joins Vader after a terrorist attack that was unleashed. Sidious and over 70 clone troopers, stormtroopers, royal red guards, and imperial officers were all poisoned by a deadly gas called Aorth-6, a biologically engineered necrotic virus. Once inhaled, it liquefied the lungs and melted its victims from the inside out. The attack was planted by an Imperial general named Gentis, who one day during a boring meeting filled with Grand Moffs, escaped and came across the Imperial Crematorium, where he witnessed hundreds of dead Imperials being fed into an incinerator every minute. From that moment on, he developed a coup to bring down Sidious before his warmongering ways killed more innocents. The day of that coup is today's story. As Vader arrives at the scene and obliterates the enemies, he tells Tom to come with him to find the Emperor. 
as they push their way through literally melting officers, troopers, and Royal Red Guards, Vader stops in his tracks as he sees his master kneeling on the floor. Running to him, Palpatine's face is revealed with blood leaking from every orifice. Asking him how he's not dead yet, Palpatine responds through flooding blood that the dark side of the Force is keeping the virus from killing him. Angered and in despair, Vader points to Tracta, igniting his blood red blade. Tracta tells him to stand down, assuring him it wasn't him and that their prime objective right now is to get the Emperor to safety, to move him into hiding. Vader replies with his ego, telling him the Emperor does not hide, when Palpatine cuts Vader off and informs him that Tracta is right, that he must go into hiding to recover. Now I'd like to step out of the comic for a second and just say this is one of the only times in canon or legends where Palpatine legitimately acknowledges the fact that he's not in any good shape and could die soon if he doesn't get the help from his loyal servants. Rarely do we ever see Sidious vulnerable, and this is one of those few times that we really see him as a mortal being. Let's continue. As they move Palpatine to an advanced stealth transport housed in a secret hangar for the time being, they place him in a stasis chamber.